Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name's um, Kelly. I'm the pastor of this church. It is really the privilege of my life. I absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, I just want to... I've got a few minutes. I've only been given a few minutes to talk to you uh, about the Christmas message. And um, I had some things prepared, uh, but since this morning, I was thinking a lot about um, the many times during my lifetime that when I was growing up, that you go to like nativities and you have Christmas experiences, don't you, at different ages, when you're young, when you're an adolescent, when you're a toddler, when you are just going into adulthood. Whatever stage you are at life, you've had many different experiences um, of Christmas. And I was thinking about the amount of nativities that I heard when I was younger. And I really remember, I remember that, that feeling and those thoughts that went through my mind as a little child, and I used to think, I wonder what they're talking about. I remember thinking that. I remember thinking, why do they keep talking about Jesus died and Jesus, sorry, Jesus was born and then he had to die and he was born in a manger. And I remember as just a little six, seven-year-old, no matter how many times I heard the nativity, I just remember thinking, I don't understand what they're talking about. I don't know if you ever remember that because we just go along with emotions, don't we? And we just think, okay, yep, this is Christmas time, so... Let's just go along with what everybody else is doing. But I never understood that as a child. And I think it's very, very important that maybe even as an adult, you still may not understand the Christmas story, even as an adult, because I realised it wasn't just when I was a child. It was when I was an adult I didn't understand it. It wasn't until I was in my 20s that someone actually come and told me why Jesus came as a baby and why he had to die. I never knew that. I just knew about the nativity and that it's Christmas time and that we give each other presents. And now that I'm an adult, now that I do know um, the Lord and love the Lord and he's changed my life, I really do, do feel that the Christmas message, it's been, it's been reduced to commercialism. It's been reduced to what you're going to give, what you're going to get. And we've forgotten the reality of the Christmas message. The Christmas message was about the Lord coming down and putting on flesh and coming down as a baby to show us that he's going to be like us and he's going to understand what it's like to be in this flesh. He's going to understand what it's like to be um, governed by earthly things around you, be challenged by sin, be challenged with things you don't want to do but you grapple with and you do and God said, I'm going to put on flesh and I'm going to come. And I'm going to pay the price for humanity so that they can come back to me. And the picture of God coming as, as a little baby in a manger is a picture of, yes, he came in a manger. But God wants to come into your hearts. He doesn't want to be a baby in a manger in your mind and in, and in uh, your thinking. He doesn't want Christmas to just go by again in your life. And you not understand that he came, yes, in a manger, but his desire is to come and be a living God inside your heart. No matter what age you are, that is God's desire. So he doesn't want you to miss out on the Christmas message. He doesn't want you to go through another year just saying, okay. A lot of us go to church. We think, okay, well, I'll go to church um, Christmas time and I'll go to church at Easter time. And still not really understanding why we do that. So the Lord wants you to understand today that, He's real. God is real. This is not just a story. It's a real living hope. And the message that I'm bringing to you is a message of hope, that God is the God of hope. And he doesn't want us to go through life anymore 
in hopelessness. Many of us sitting here now, we, you know, we've, we've put on our clothes, we've come and we look fine. And, but you don't know what's going on in that person's heart and life that's sitting next to you. You don't know what it's like to be them and having to live the life that they're living and the challenges that they're facing. Only they know and God knows. So God doesn't want us to be a hopeless people. God came into the, into the hearts of man so that you could know him as a true living God. And whether you're sitting here and you know God and you're a Christian or whether you don't even believe in God, I want to tell you God believes in you. God believes in you, that God is real. God is real. I love talking to people and you stop them and say, you know, do you believe in God? And the amount of people that say no doesn't faze me because I just tell them straight, God believes in you. I feel it's only a fool that would think that this world just created itself by a big bang. God knows what you need. He knows your life. He's an intimate God, but he wants to become closer to you. He doesn't want you to be outside looking in. He wants you to be inside of his heart. And you might be sitting here because, as I said, it's Christmas time, so you've come because it's Christmas. You might have been dragged here. You might um, be here for many different reasons. But the Lord knew you'd be sitting here. And he wants you to know. He knew that you'd be here. And again, there's another message of hope. How many times have you heard the message of hope coming into your life? And God wants you to know, before you go into 2020, will you consider the true message of Christmas. Will you consider it? That it is more than just a nativity play. It's more than a man in a red and white suit called Santa Claus. It's more than the giving and receiving of gifts. God has got the ultimate gift for you. And that's freedom. Freedom. Freedom from hopelessness. I remember before I was a Christian, I was in my 20s. And I was, as far as I knew, I was just, I was living the life. I was going abroad. I was just you know, living my life, just really never had no problems with money. My dad would give me any money that I needed. I, um, yeah, I worked and signed on at the same time, you know, had extra cash, as you do, fiddle dear, fiddle there. I'd done that. That's how I lived. Most people around me were criminals, and that's how we lived. But I was hopeless inside. I didn't have real peace inside. I never had true living peace. No one had actually ever told me that God can come into your life and give you peace. No one had ever said that to me. And the day that someone said it to me changed my whole life. It changed my life. The day someone said, do you know that God wants a personal relationship with you? Do you know that God is real and he can help you? Because I thought God was some faraway God in the sky somewhere that was completely detached from me and the reality of the life that I was living and then when I found out that, oh, he's real, I did have that feeling of, I have to give up so much to become a boring Christian, to go to church. Give up so much for so little. Boy, did I have it wrong. I gave up so little for so much. And now I have peace in my life. It's not that we never face challenges. Many of you here have known me for a long time and you've seen and known the challenges that I face. Knowing God doesn't mean that you don't have challenges. It just means that you always have access to peace. And that is priceless. That is absolutely priceless. Because there's internal and external hope and internal and external hopelessness. Look at the world that we're living in at the moment. Look what's happening in all the nations of the world. They don't even know what they're doing. The politicians don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to run their countries. They haven't got the answer. But God has got the answer for your life individually. 
that God is a real God. That's what I want to say to you today, that God is real and that God wants to come out of that manger in your understanding. He wants to come out of that nativity story in a little manger and he wants to come as a living saviour in your heart. And the only way he's going to do that is if you give him permission and you say to him, yes, I want you to come into my heart. I want you, because that's what I did when I was told that God could help me. And well, how do I get this God to help me? And I was told, open your heart up to God. Look how many things we give our lives over to in this world in the hope that this will be the thing. Maybe it's a new car I need, a new man, a new woman. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe it's a baby. Maybe I just need that promotion. Maybe I just need my education. And no matter how much you obtain things, you're never satisfied. You still want more. But God doesn't want you to continually just be searching and searching and not have peace. He wants you to have good things. He wants you to have family, friends. He wants you to have a good life. But he doesn't want you to be foolish and have it without him. Even though it's Christmas, I just want to say a little bit about the cross when Jesus died on a cross. And for those of you that have read in the Bible, you'll you'll read that the men that had crucified him, the soldiers, they then started to gamble They got a dice and they was gambling for his seamless garment. A seamless garment was a a, a very expensive garment, like an Armani suit or or Gucci suit. And they were gambling for his garment. Why am I saying that to you? Because there, right in front of them, lay the reality before them of eternal destination. The opportunity to look at eternal things. And they were grappling for earthly things. Some of us give our whole lives over to getting a promotion, to making money, to get in the house, to get in the car. All of those things, they, we need them in this life. But are you not ever, ever going to realise that you must look at your eternal destiny? What about your afterlife insurance? How many of us, just put your hand up, have got a, a mobile phone here? And most of us pay monthly for it. Some of us do, some of us don't. But a lot of people, we pay monthly for it, our data, so on and so forth. How many people here have got house insurance? There you go. Life insurance. I can go on and on and on. What type of insurance? And we pay monthly for these things. But I want to ask you, how many of you have secured your afterlife insurance? Your afterlife insurance can only be secured when you're this side of your journey through life. And afterlife insurance can be secured by you opening up your heart to this saviour, that he's not in a manger anymore. He can come out of that manger and come into your hopeless situation. Some of you sitting here now, you face terrible things this year. Heartbreaking, heart-wrenching things. Some of you have had quite, you know, mediocre year, not too bad, not too, not too good, just kind of like constant. Others of, you, others of you have been crippled emotionally. Others of you have come into situations that you thought you could handle and now you find yourself a situation you can't get out of and yet how are you going to go forward? Because you haven't got the capacity within you to get through it. And God is saying, you can always rely on me. If there's one thing that I've realised about God is that one promise that you can stand on when you open your heart to him is, I will be with you. That's what he says. No matter what I go through, I hear that. Kelly, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it immediately settles my spirit. It immediately settles me. 
as you know, many things have happened to your life, to my lives. Even recently, what happened to my daughter, and I, and I shared that, that she almost died recently giving birth. And yet in that moment of terror that hit my, I was petrified. I was absolutely petrified. But in a second, in a moment, God reminded me, I'm with you, Kelly. I'm with you. And it lifted in a moment. It lifted. Not the situation. The situation, I still had to go through the situation. But I went through it with a God that I knew. He's proven himself time and time again. I am with you, Kelly. And that's what he's done for many of you here. But there's many of you sitting here listening. You haven't given God that place in your heart to say, okay, is what she's saying the truth? Can I really have a personal, individual relationship with you? Yes, you can. You can have a personal, individual relationship with the Lord and stop carrying the weight of hopelessness in your life. Don't go into another year carrying hopelessness, carrying the weight of the world. God has the answer for us. God's got hope for us. He's got love. He's got peace. He's got joy. God knows what you face on a daily basis. So this is a message of hope that I'm bringing from my heart to your heart, that I'm bringing from this church into your life, into your heart, that this is a family church, that we help one another. We're there for one another. We can depend on one another. And some of us can't do that in our own natural families, but that's why God's put up families like this. I've been in, while I've been in this family, when I came to this church, I came homeless. I was homeless. I wasn't living on the streets, but I was homeless. I was in homeless accommodation. I never had no education. I didn't have any job. My life was just in turmoil. And I came through those doors, not even really wanting to be here. But I, I knew I loved God and I just wanted to still go to church. And I sat at the back. And during that time that I was here, I was just loved. And God said, go and get an education. God said, I'm going to heal you. Go and start getting some counseling. I started getting counseling. I'm going to heal you from the terror of your childhood. Yeah, some of us are still sitting here with the terror of our childhood. You might be thinking, well, that's not a Christmas message. Never mind. God got you here, so I've got the mic. Yeah. The terror of childhood is still grappling in our lives. It's still got some of us by the throat and we cannot get free from here. But we have to expose that to the Lord and we have to say, here it is. Here am I, Lord. Here I am, everything, warts and all. And that's the greatness about God. He's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for the broken people. And that would be you. And that would be me. Broken people living real lives that he wants to be involved in. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that a good God that we serve? Absolutely good. I can go on and on and on and on. Okay, can you just stand to your feet? I just want to pray over you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when Jesus was born in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, it was a moment in time when two kingdoms connected. Over 600 years previous to that, a pagan king named Nebuchadnezzar, he had a dream that a time was coming when the kingdom of God would break into this world, into the kingdom of men and women. That it would increase. His kingdom would come and it would increase and it would fill the whole earth. And the way it does that, the way God fills the whole earth with his glory is because we as Christians, we're everywhere. And if you're not a Christian, you can be a Christian today. You can open up your heart to the glory of God today. For those who were faithful and expectant, the birth of Jesus was the fulfillment of all that they had been hoping for, all that they'd been praying for. 
And it was marked by mysterious things and miraculous and the, a virgin birth and signs in the heavens, angelic visitation. They were not everyday occurrences. God wanted to prove that he was still alive and he wants to prove that to you today. God was doing a new thing and I'm telling you, he's still doing a new thing and he's still trying to woo you into his kingdom. God sent Jesus so that we could celebrate his birth. Let's take time to reflect on the mysterious and the miraculous works of God because God can do the impossible things. God is bigger and he's better than you think, I'm telling you. He's bigger, better, kinder and more loving than you think. Nothing is impossible with God. He's doing a new thing. And again, today, he's inviting you into that new thing. He wants to bring internal and external hope in your internal and external hopelessness. And if you're here and you're listening to me and you're saying, oh, I just feel funny. I remember that feeling when someone was inviting me to, to know the Lord. I remember that feeling thinking, oh, I feel embarrassed, but I feel like I want to cry. And I don't want to cry in front of these people. And, but God is here. God is here and he's in the midst of us. So I just want to um, pray. I just want to pray. So Lord, so if you're comfortable, close your eyes. If you're not. Because um, I, I remember, I, remember um, I think it was Carly when he first went to a church and, and someone said, close their eyes. Close what eyes? Who's closing eyes? I'm not closing my eyes. I don't know you people. But if you are comfortable, yeah? If you're comfortable, close your eyes. <laughs> and I just want to pray. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you. And Lord, for those that are here that don't know you, don't love you, um, I just want to pray over them that they won't leave today, Lord, without opening up their heart to you. This world seems anything but peaceful, Lord. There's family dramas. There's not enough money. Some of us are grappling with ill health and terrible relationships and challenges. But Lord, you have a way of breaking through our chaos. You have a way to speak to us, Lord, and touch us individually. And I want to pray for everyone that's here, Lord, that you're able to give them peace in the midst of their broken hearts and their turmoil that they're facing. Even when all is calm and seemingly going good in people's lives, you still desire to give them your beautiful, eternal peace. When you came as a baby, Lord, there was no room at the inn for you. But that was okay because your target, your absolute desire was not to come in an inn, but was to come in the hearts of men and women. You didn't care if you wasn't going to be born in an inn or in a fancy palace like you could have been. You wanted to come into the hearts of men and women just like us. You came so that we could have a living personal relationship with you. No matter how old we are, how young, no matter how dirty our background is and how secret and deep our sin is, you died for us. So in the midst of this Christmas time, Lord, I pray that the people that are hearing this prayer, they will come to know you as the God that's outside of the manger, but the God that is in the hearts of men. And I just want to pray that every one of you have a wonderful Christmas, that you have a great new year, but that you do not go into 2020 not knowing God, not just seeing the nativity as another, oh, another Christmas has gone by, another time just to eat until I want to be sick, just to give presents, receive presents. That's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about God saying, I've got the ultimate gift. And he's called my son, Jesus. 
And God, again, he's knocking at the door of your heart and he's saying, again, would you open it to me? And if you're here and you want to open your heart up to God, I'm just going to lead you for a prayer. If you want to pray it, pray it. If you don't, that's up to you. God is not going to barge into anyone's life, but he surely is a God of love and he's going to try and woo you. And if you want to receive him as Lord and Savior, if you want to give God a chance after all of the chances you've given so many other things, people, situations, today is your day. So if you want to receive the Lord, just repeat this prayer. Dear Lord, I give my heart to you now and my life. Make of it what you will. Help me, Lord, to know that you're real. Forgive me of my sins. And cleanse me with your blood. I open my life up to you. So it can never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to bless you all in the name of the Father. And in his Son, Jesus Christ. And in the name of the beautiful, beautiful Holy Spirit. May you have the best Christmas that you've ever had. May 2020 be a year that God astounds you with great surprises and great blessings. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.